Yo, what's going? This is another episode of I like to call King's Vote. This is the APG Gaming News, and I'm here joined with your boy Slade. Slade, why don't you give a hello to the people? Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Slade. Uh, how's everyone doing? Yeah. So today, I think that uh, I'm doing an opinion piece. So it's pretty much going to be a lot of questions involving. Slade, your thoughts, opinions, views on certain things that I got for you. So, you ready to start that up? Yeah, of course. Always ready. All right. So, first on the topic board, because I seen you posted something on the main page, I'm going to ask you your thoughts on The Division 2. Oh, simple. Um, we all played The Division. You know, we all loved it. It was a game that we all connected with. Um we all had fun we we all met new people we started a community we basically started a family i think you know we all care about each other we all help each other out in situations you know real life or in game you know and then after a while the division we it lost its touch but then the division two is coming out soon which is gonna bring a lot of people back but we also play different games we play red dead redemption 2 we play all this all these other games that help us connect with you know one another and i think that's a great great thing yeah definitely definitely you know that's the way that i generally feel the same like we've met a lot of people but you know towards the four-year run that division has had we've also lost a lot of people you know just because yeah. of something that you know playing you know the same game for like four years i mean hell that even sounds long to me yeah no I uh go ahead yeah no I totally understand the whole four years thing like you know it, it's not that it got boring it's the fact that we completed everything you know we, we we did everything in that game that could be done we got all the gear we got all the special weapons we got everything and then you know we lost people because that's all they wanted to play and you know then people are still stuck on playing that game but they gotta understand that people have different tastes some people do like doing a straight pvp you know some people like doing you know battle royales people like playing just regular story games you know online story games for example red dead monster hunter world which i know you're really into which is which is it's lots of fun i hear you know it's but it's not my game right you know everyone has their different tastes and i think with the division and it's four year running you know it got repetitive and that's what started to make people lose interest in everything and that made people leave the community because you know everyone just thought that our community was just focused on playing the division but it's not we play more games than everyone else realizes i think yeah and that's the thing and you kind of hit on a real good point that i was gonna make too with the whole pve versus pvp you know because there was a lot of, of what i've seen there was a lot of division with that you know not to create a pun that was really in bad taste but (laughs) but, yeah there was a lot of division in that because some people were more up for the pvp aspect of the game but to me a lot of people really 
lost touch with the fact that it created a really good story. It was just that with everyone begging for a PvP content, they never really jumped more into that story. And that's kind of the direction that I hope they go with with this new game. But, you know, that's just something that I would like to, like, really ask you about. Like, how was it? Like, how did you really enjoy the PvP aspect versus the PvE? Um, you know, when I first started playing The Division, I was... I was I was brand new, you know. I thought when I got my first piece of uh, purple gear, I was unstoppable. So you know, me being a level twelve, jumped into the into the dark zone, thinking, "Oh, I can kick everyone's ass." I literally have never been more wrong in my entire life. <laughs> it, it it was bad. It was bad, you know. But like, and then afterwards, you know, I got help from you know just a bunch of randos, and finally I met uh, I met you actually. You know, it was me, Jacob. And I think uh, I think Dory there. We all we were all playing, and then we met up with you in the underground there, and we're like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this!" And you invited me to the community. You know, I gained you guys, and with all that, like, the PVE story was great. You know, but then when we went towards the PVP aspect, everything just it it, it got. Every, after a while, everyone became. they just it just didn't feel like you could do anything in the dark zone or in any of the pvp standard modes like you couldn't do much you couldn't do the challenges that you wanted without you know people being assholes and saying okay let's fuck up this guy's day you know he seems like he's doing good let's fuck him up sorry i don't know if i'm swearing up oh no that's that's all good this podcast is generally built on the fact that my listeners know that I've stated time and time again, I'm going to say what I feel. So if you're offended, fuck you. That's the one, that's the <laughs> way that works. So no, the words are generally appreciated. But you know, in that realm of it, the biggest thing, like I said, with you know meeting like you, Jacob and Dory, was just the fact that I was and still am generally that person. You know, I help anybody. You know, in any of those modes and let's say you know not to say that i'm like a god or you know anyone Mm -hmm. pretending to be certain such things in the division because it's hard to do that when people take advantage of glitches and you know everything else and chronos was the biggest thing but you know with that being said it's like yeah like people are some people just aren't that competitive when it comes to the pvp aspect so that's something that always took account when it came to you know giving people tips and pointers with the game and telling people how it's going to be so you know that's not something you can like you know just jump into if you're a competitive person hell you're throwing a controller at a screen or if you're uncompetitive you're just like yeah fuck this I'm turning the game (laughs) yeah 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 but I know like it was, it was always fun, you know. You know, you always played with people you cared about, and you always had fun. And I think that's what, you know, the division really brought to the table for the majority of our community. You know, it it brought us together, brought us fun. But I think that people got too caught up, and people brought in people who kind of took advantage of a few of us when we when they asked for us. You know, like I I know like I know I like a lot of people. You know, when we were playing Division, we got taken advantage advantage of a few times. You know, they would they would never help us back. They would just it, it was it was unacceptable, and 
that's why I stopped playing the Division One on all honesty was because, you know, the Dark Zone was the only place we could actually ever go to do anything where levels actually meant something, you know. And when we brought in new players and they just they didn't want to do anything except make themselves higher, and then they just never talked to us again. Like I met so many people, tried to bring them in, and then all of a sudden. You get them to the level 30, you get them some gear, and they just say, okay, fuck you, and boot you to the ground. I don't think that's right, and that's what the, that, that's what I thought was wrong with the division, is that people got too concerned about themselves and not about the people that helped them, you know, because it's a group effort. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing, big thing. And, you know, with gauging that versus our community versus, you know, other communities, which, you know, I won't even mention or go into but with mm-hmm. those other communities that's what always was the biggest outcry and the reason that partly that uh, that community formed because you know with a lot of those communities not really a sense of you know togetherness or any type of brotherhood or making making it general for the women to like sisterhood or whatever it wanted to be like camaraderie it's not a lot of that so you know, I feel like that was the reason that, in a sense, we, along with others, we created the community just to have that sense where you don't feel alone, where, you know, people are, you're asking for help, and everyone just like, yeah, form your newbie, just the whole statement that I've implied in other casts that I really hate with any game is when you hear a player say, get good. Like, yeah. That statement really bothers me because, you know, with that being said, you kind of look at it like, you know, everyone starts from somewhere. So for you to be at a certain level and think you're the shit and then you get fucking booted off by a whole bunch of people. And then who's right there to tell you the same words? That same statement comes and then you're just like, fuck this. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Like, it's just, it's that way. And even with, you know, with games like, you know, like you mentioned, like with Monster Hunter, like I have seen that phrase pop up and believe me, I would not want a PvP aspect in the game, but if it was, I would fucking wreck anyone who said that. Like, like <laughs> make it my mission to wreck you just for stuff is like, dude, you have to get good too, so like, don't pull that bullshit. But, hey, it is what it is but you know with that coming you know i'm still gonna be a part of division two with everyone but in the same sense man i kind of like still where you what uh i should say what you just said like you know we play different games like don't get caught up in the same thing far be it for you know in our community we had a struggle with leadership where we didn't want to tell people you know what they should play or you should move on and play this like you can suggest new game to someone else but you can't tell somebody what to play so that's kind of the hardest aspect of moving forward with you know uh, other games and membership because you can't tell people what to do and if some people are playing some games like you know let's just take for instance like somebody posted on the community page right now hey I'm playing Minecraft you know let's get a party together really don't want you to feel like no one wants to play with you but come on now dude like I'm in my 30s I'm, <laughs> I'm not playing yeah. Minecraft like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it yeah I know like I'm, there's nothing wrong with playing with Minecraft but you know yeah you're in your 30s you know I'm in my 20s like this is that's that's a game that is meant for not our 
our age group, I could suggest. Like, a more of a game that would be supported, I guess, that is similar to Minecraft would be considered Ark, uh, The Forest, uh, Subnautica, um, uh, Conan Exiles, you know? Like, all, like, there's probably other games exactly like that, but Minecraft is for that younger audience, you know? And that's perfectly okay if you enjoy that, but, you know, like, I don't think a lot of people in our community enjoy that game, per se. True, hey, you know, but you know, with that being said, that's the whole thing and that involves that. I know I kind of strayed off of the division two topic, but you know, hey, it is what it is. It's just thoughts and opinions with me, Slade. You know, to you who are listening, this is kind of you know how the interview, how I based it to kind of be an opinion piece rather than you know, strictly me giving you the news because right now, this month with gaming news, there's not really a lot so. This is going to stick to the opinion. So, that being said, leading into my next question, because it is something that you posted, and I have watched this fucking trailer for this movie about a fucking hundred times now, because I think this shit looks amazing. I'm going to discuss the movie Us. Mm, The movie Us. Jordan Peele's uh, new movie. You know what? I really feel like Jordan Peele is... He's, 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 he's a fucking mastermind when it comes to horror movies. You know, this man has just, like, he's got a fucking sight on his shit, and it impresses me. Like, if I were to say, like, he is the modern-day age uh, John Carpenter to me, you know? Because when I saw his movie Get Out, holy shit, man. Like, like the mind-bending aspect of everything you know, from beginning to end, you're on the edge of your seat. You're just wondering what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, with Get Out, that was more of, like, a psychological horror movie. When with us, it seems like it's going to be a mixture of psychological and um, slasher with a little bit of aspects of uh, paranormal in there, it seems. Mm-hmm. And that's what really excites me, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like... For those who didn't catch it, I mean, I know that, like, most people haven't seen it. I don't know if horror is really a big aspect to a lot of people, but I I love it. So it was definitely a surprise when I saw not only one, but two stars from the Black Panther movie. Yeah, yeah, that was a really uh, big surprise. Like, and I feel like, uh, like, uh, movies, like, now, like, they're, they're, they're straining like they want like the because a lot of older movies say from the 80s to basically last year I know we just hit 2019 but from last year like a a lot of the movies were based around sorry to say a lot of white actors like there was very few like cultural differences in the movie and when Jordan Peele came into the picture with Get Out you know, as soon as Get Out came, Black Panther had an entirely admits like entire black cast. Like there's like I think two, maybe three white actors in through that entire movie, which was awesome. I'm so glad to be seeing the cultural differences because there's so many actors who can bring everything to the table. Oh yeah, definitely. Like when you're like looking at something like Black Panther, I know the 
that's the kind of thing I think they took advantage of with Black Panther because you know it it hit on like more or less like black actors. It was you know seeing that you know it was a surprise to me when I looked at Black Panther and I first saw you know I'm like holy shit like it's the dude from Get Out like <laughs> border <laughs> tribe like this is fucking amazing he goes from like getting his mind switched damn near to fucking guarding what kind of like that's a promotion but <laughs> yeah that, yeah totally yeah it was, it was awesome I actually just watched that movie like literally like an hour ago my little brother and sister hadn't seen it they're like oh yeah let's watch Black Panther I'm gonna watch Avengers Infinity War tonight with my friends I was like okay I'll watch it with you guys you know and it's a great movie I love it yeah see and that was like the biggest thing to me like it was definitely fun to see that, and I'm glad to see the guy. You know, I think his his name is Wick. He plays Mbaku. Like the way that that character is played, and then the fact that they put a twist on such a good song to you know really provide context to the horror movie. I thought that, that was like an amazing thing. Like wow. Like I yeah. see some crazy shit happen with this. Like <laughs> I'm wondering how it worked out. Like. But, you know, I won't spoil it. Like, if you have, if anyone hasn't watched the trailer as we're talking about it now and right now, like, please watch it. I've watched it 20 times, and I think I've, like, listened to the song on Spotify, like, 100 times now. Like, it's just, <laughs> just, like, really impressed. And, you know, like you said, you know, going from, you know, Jordan Peele doing, like, comedy to actually doing this I think but like dude it's gonna be a great horror movie like I think he's gonna be like just and which is kind of funny cause if uh, if you haven't even noticed I don't know if you've ever watched the show it's called uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm-hmm. his wife is actually a star on that show like really yes his wife is actually plays uh, the secretary her name is uh, Gina Linetti you know, I think hmm. that's her character's name. But, you know, noticed that they had a baby and I noticed like really looking into her, I'm like, Jesus, like that's his wife. That's kinda crazy. <laughs> but uh oh. that's like it's gonna be a great movie. Like I don't know even know how to like pull it together. I'm like so excited. I think that like I'm hell, I'm taking my kids to see it. Like Fuck it together. Scare the shit out of the little bastards, eh? Yeah, yeah, like this is how it might just happen. Like, <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, that was uh, definitely good because you know, with seeing movies like that, it's kind of hard. Like you said, it's in a world that's like built on remakes right now. It's very refreshing to see at least somebody really make something that's original and you know doesn't just fuck up. Because we all know, in my opinion, there are very few remakes that are as good as the original movie. Yes, of course. Like, very, very for real. Even though, you know, some people still talk shit to me and they hate me over it, but I still think that Rob Zombie's take on Halloween, like, I, I wouldn't say the other two he made, but I will say the first one. Hey, I think we even talked about it. Like, something about a kid beating the grown man's brains in with a baseball bat seemed amazing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was fun. But, you know. Yeah, you know, like uh, Rob Zombie's take on Halloween, like that's what I like about when new directors they take aspects on movies. Uh, like Rob Zombie, like he he went. Carver said, 
because you know, I love, love John Carpenter. He's one of my favorite directors, uh, one of my favorite musicians, actually. He literally told Rob Zombie, do whatever the fuck you want. This is your take, not mine. Mine's a classic. You know, everyone loves mine. But this is your take. You do what you want and you make people love your work. You know, and that's what he did. He made everyone love his version. And then the second and, you know, it, it just, yeah, yeah, like, what? I'm not going to spoil it, but you know what I'm talking about. Like the, yeah, like the first one, like the first Rob Zombie Halloween was amazing. You know, like just the aspect, you know, the right amount of gore, not too much, not too little, just, just the right amount, you know, watching like, you know, like it was a different origin story. There's different this, different that, you know, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie playing, uh, uh, Michael's mom in the movie that was a great take um, Michael McDowell as uh, uh, what the hell's his name Dr. Loomis that's it you know great great choice like the great cast it was great cast great story and you know everything was great and that's what I think Rob Zombie was brought out to do you know and now with the new Halloween that just came out which by the way is fucking phenomenal too you know it's just amazing I have the entire soundtrack you know John Carpenter like he outdid himself again which was great. Oh, yeah. And definitely. And, and listening that, I'm glad you said that because I'm going to ask you a question because, you know, with seeing Rob Zombie's version, I had a question and I don't really have somebody who's really like seen the movie because we're not really going to spoil too much if you haven't. But, you know, please tell me, what was the point of the unicorn? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I never really under, fully understood what the unicorn had to do with anything. Okay, well, yeah, that's like my thought on the unicorn. You know, like I, I, I would think like because you know Michael grew up in an asylum from when he was basically, you know, ten, eleven, until he was basically a grown adult. Maybe that was like what he wished like someone would do. Like he would think his mom rode in on a unicorn to come save his ass. I don't know. <laughs> like that's that that's my take. You know? Yeah, because literally I was just thinking to myself, like, dude, like, for a badass killer, you're pretty gay for the unicorn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me just put that out there for the people who are listening. I'm not bashing gay people at all. I just think that if you're going around stabbing, like, more than 150 people with a fucking kitchen knife, a unicorn is a little bit out of your realm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like have something like a ghost rider horse or something. Like, dude, you need, <laughs> you need to upgrade. Yeah, yeah. But, huh. but yeah, that was the thing. And um, I think the biggest thing that I'm really going to touch on, too, would be the new Avengers trailer. Everyone is talking about it. Okay. Which is something that I don't know if you've seen, but I was bringing it up to someone the other day. That, you know, I was actually, you know, doing a little reading. I was reading up on Hugh Jackman's stance because I've been trying to see if he's really going to take up this whole thing with you know, with him and Ryan Reynolds over the Deadpool and seeing if he can get him back to do something like that. But it came up that if you actually type in Hugh Jackman's name into Google, it will show that he has a part in the new Infinity Wars. Hmm. Which, you know, some people are thinking maybe that Google is just bringing the shit up because it's related to him because everyone's asking about Wolverine or the X-Men showing up in some type of Marvel movie which 
you know, I think it's coming to a point that it might actually be able to happen because Marvel sold off a lot of, you know, characters when they're going through their whole, you know, you know, well, I would say just the recessional phase. Like, they bounce back really good with Iron Man and, you know, Robert Downey Jr., but they sold off a lot of characters, which a lot of people, you know, who aren't really into comic books, but they watch the movies, they just understand it all. You know, why the hell is it that they aren't doing, like, X-Men or Spider-Man? You know, people never really know why. Well, but that's really why. So, you know, what are your thoughts on the Endgame trailer? How do you feel about it? Uh, my thoughts on the Endgame trailer. Okay, so a little bit of a story here. So I'm at work, and, you know, uh, I have my notifications turned on. And so I'm, I'm at work, I'm cutting metal. And all of a sudden, I get like 35 notifications at once. So my pocket's going like a fucking chain gun over here. And so I go to the, I go on my break finally. And I'm like, holy shit, it's all. So I'm watching this trailer. And it starts off with, you know, Tony Stark and the spaceship. And my buddy, he's sitting next to me. He's like, oh, I wonder whose spaceship that is. So like, we know whose spaceship that is. Who is he on a planet with, for fuck's sakes, right? <laughs> like, you know, he starts off with like, you know, Tony, you know, making that emotional message to to pots and then um it just it shows so many things but i think the one thing that made me like you know really intrigued was when we see hawkeye but he's not hawkeye he's ronin you know he's in his ronin outfit he's in japan tokyo he's messing up yakuza black widows behind him you know like i want to know the backstory behind why he's you know turned from hero to anti-hero And that's, like, and that's really something I think I want to know as well because you know I know everyone jokes around that Hawkeye is like the most useless Avenger ever like <laughs> like, like, like Saturday Night Live did the skit where you know he shoots all of his arrows and he's like well I'm going home I don't have shit else to do here but, <laughs> but you know to me like Hawkeye is a very underrated character to me in a lot of sense like the anti-version of Hawkeye is Bullseye, you know, which, you know, I know they did the Dark Avengers and that's actually who he intended to be, which, you know, I don't know why you just don't make, you know, I don't know. I guess you got to say they always make a character to offset the hero, but they're, mm-hmm, but, they're, mm-hmm. but they're the same goddamn person, to be honest. <laughs> like, the only thing is... Yeah, basically, yeah. You know, Bullseye is just like, hey, look, I can hit you with anything. I got complete accuracy. It's pretty which is yeah yeah but you know if you know i i can't say that if no one's seen the infinity war trailer everybody should have seen you know the first you know infinity wars because the shit is on netflix so (laughs) (laughs) kind of hard to say you haven't seen it but at the same time it's like dude like what the hell like you know left with so many questions like i remember when the whole thing went down with Thanos and fucking uh it was all said and done. Tony was on the planet with Nebula. Like, where is he at? You didn't catch a ride? Like, <laughs> like let, me, let me see what you're doing. I really got to go with somebody here. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh. See, I have a question for you, if that's all right. Sure. All right, so, you know, the new Punisher trailer, you know, for season two just came out. What are your thoughts? Like, I want to know your thoughts on the Punisher 2 trailer. That's the thing. For me, I haven't seen it, which you have just caught me slacking on for the once. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've seen it, and believe me, uh, 
believe I'm saying the name right, uh, John Burnell, like, you know, Shane, originally Walking Dead, like, I love his take on the Punisher, like, I've watched the old Punisher movies, but nothing makes me more excited, I'm a little bit pissed that fucking Disney decided to make their own shit, and they were just like, hey, look, we're canceling all of the Netflix superhero shit, but I'm definitely excited, dude, I'm like, all for the Punisher, like, <laughs> yeah, like, just even that ugly ass war cry that he has when he's like kicking ass, like I long. <laughs> like it is fun. Alright, alright, yeah. Yeah, because you know I was like, okay, like he fuck around, like just the ending moment, like for me, the ending moment of that last season when he was like rubbing his friend's face up against the glass, I was like, holy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he's. Like, yeah, that was a prime moment. Yeah, like, that is the way to fuck up your best friend. Like, I wish I had more friends to do that shit to in real life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way that I feel. Uh, but if, even with that, though, I am like, okay, I know that they said they were going to make a new Jessica Jones, so I'm kind of like, I'm not going to say anything because I think Jessica Jones is cool completely garbage the way they've done that character like I'm, I can't even say the character I'd say just the stories they have her involved in they suck oh yeah it's terrible I don't like I didn't like Jessica Jones you know I did not like I, in all honesty I was not a really big fan of the Luke Cage series either yeah that's the thing though like you know you can do so much with you know those characters Luke Cage per se like okay I'll give you the first season cause when I watched the first season, it was completely slow. Like, I was like, Jesus, when is the action picking up? I'm getting tired of seeing him, like, bending metal or slapping somebody in the forehead. Like, come on now. But, you know, during the second season, I know that, you know, and I'm going to mention you by name, and I hope this dude, like, you know, he doesn't, like, see it as crazy. But uh, I know Yard was like, Jesus, like, why? <laughs> why does the dude have to be like Jamaican? Master <laughs> was amazing. If you don't watch season two for anything else, like watch it for the fight. Like, yeah, he was legit. Like, Luke Cage could almost have got killed by this dude if it wasn't for the fact that, like, you know, you can't have the hero lose. <laughs> like, that's just a- yeah. But yeah, man, those are gonna be some definite things that I'm gonna be looking forward to. And we're still waiting to see how this whole thing goes with uh with the whole Disney thing because uh, if Disney actually does go ahead and like take this whole thing over I'm still gonna be like alright goddammit, it I'm not paying for Netflix and Disney like you <laughs> like you guys gotta come up with a plan here I'm not playing for two subscriptions like it's gonna get a little dicey oh yeah it's, it's insane it's intense yeah. and you know and, and, and that's the thing with like saying that about that I'm gonna give it to you because you know, I was going to ask you, somebody was talking to me about that, like, you know, it's kind of weird to know that Disney, like, like they bought Marvel, which, you know, I don't know if a lot of people really know that, and they were like, well, it's going to be really messed up now, no Disney, like, they're Disney, they don't show any deaths in or anything really crazy, and I'm like, well, if you really look at it, Marvel has never shown a really, like, you know, graphic death or anything, like, <laughs> they never have, so... Like, how do you really feel about, you know, Disney taking over the whole thing? Um, 
well, when the whole Disney like deal with Netflix or the whole Disney and Fox deal went through, I was I was concerned because you know the Punisher, he's he's full R. Like you you can't make him, you know, shoot unicorns and rambos out of an M16. You know, you can't I guess you could make Deadpool talk, you know, and bleep out every single swear word he ever said. He does it in his new movie there, Once Upon a Deadpool. But I feel that there are loopholes. I don't feel Disney has to be totally affiliated with the whole, um, you know, movie. Like, say that they make a Punisher movie or a Daredevil movie or Deadpool, another Deadpool movie. They don't have to be fully affiliated with it. I think the reason Disney more or less wants these is because they want to make money from merchandise or you know, have a little bit of say because they own the character, right? So they can give the character, like, the rights to the character in a movie, per se, to a different company. Say, um, Disney gives the rights for a Punisher movie to Bloomhouse just to make it so they could be, you know, deaths and, you know, gore. Death. So I, I'm 50-50. I'm concerned, but I'm also not. I have faith. Oh, yeah. And that's... And that's definitely like as you said, I will put that in perspective that like that's where I think the main reason that Disney stepped in because, you know, like, you know, just because of the whole kickoff with Robert Downey Jr., which I always bring up he's like an amazing Iron Man, like it's gonna be hard to see anyone else fill that shoe for you to be Iron Man. I mean, literally you can't have another guy. You would have to go to the Iron Maiden. You'd have to switch it over to the female version of Iron Man. You can't replace Robert Downey. Yeah. But since that whole kickoff and Marvel's been doing movies, like it's kind of hard for any other movie to make money at this point. <laughs> so the only way you can really go is like, look, I got, I, we honestly got to buy the franchise. I don't care what it costs. We cannot like compete. Because look at it, like, who's really competed when the superhero movies came out? Like, okay, like, Deadpool is obviously competed because, you know, it's more of a rated R thing. I love to see Deadpool shoot somebody in the forehead. Like, good Deadpool, go for you. <laughs> you know, but when you're really looking at it, like, come on now. Like, I would, like, even uh, Logan, because, you know, I know you'd be disappointed. I have not seen Logan. Oh. But, you know, being that it's rated R, I would love to see more of my favorite heroes start doing people in. Like, <laughs> like really. Like, yeah. The big screen. Let me see somebody's, like, heart explode in their chest. Like, let me see some of that. Yeah. Well, like, there, have, there has been scenes in, you know, movies like this, such as uh, a more recent one would be uh, Black Panther. The whole... Uh, you know, T'Challa and uh, Killmonger scene when they're, you know, fighting and he has to uh, end Killmonger there. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, on that note, shout out Michael B. Jordan because Killmonger was a phenomenal villain. Oh, yeah. For sure. Probably one of, one of the best of 2018. I'll give, I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. And I would definitely say, fuck you, Marvel, because you shouldn't have killed him off. Like, <laughs> that fucking sucked I know you guys like bring people back in at certain points but that fucking sucked you should have kept him alive but hey it is what it is I can see why because you know the whole scene that I always love is when he's like 
picking the chick up by the neck and he's like hey look when I tell you some shit I mean that shit like <laughs> like literally yeah yeah it made me want to go home and choke my wife and say the same shit but, <laughs> but <laughs> Jesus but I'm not condoning that for any reason in this kind of show for everyone listening <laughs> but you know it was a phenomenal thing like with those movies it's definitely gonna be great like you know the whole Gamora getting tossed off a cliff and everything. Yeah, yeah. Is is more or less I'm happy to see it. I'm happy Ant Man survived because a lot of people sleep on Ant Man. Like you sleep on Scott Lang. You really do. You sleep on him. like fuck <laughs> fuck Hank Pym. He's 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 good, but I like Scott Lang a lot better than Hank Pym. That's just my opinion. Yeah, Scott Lang's got that, like, super sarcastic side, which everyone just loves and everyone can just get behind because, you know, everyone is exactly like Scott Lang. An everyday dude who's, you know, literally thrown into, like, this position is like, well, shit, I guess I have to do this now. He feels inclined, you know, generally inclined to do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's that's going to be something I'm looking forward to. I'm glad he survived Snap. My, my thing is asking you to, like, with that, like... How do you feel about the Captain Marvel aspect, though? Never been a big Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel fan, you know. Like she, she was okay, you know. There's been many incarnations, you know. I gotta say, I love her with, um, with the Mohawk, you know, like Captain Marvel with the Mohawk and like, you know, fucking the helmets. She just looks so badass. I'm glad they brought that incarnation into this movie because I think that's what people more or less want is like that cool badass look on her but like I never really read many Captain Marvel books or anything like that it was just really never my thing but I think that she has a really big role and I think that's what people want to see is another strong female uh, role brought into the MCU yes definitely because you know I can tell you like in all due respect like okay there's so much more you can do with you know, uh, the Scarlet Witch. You know, there's so much more you can do with, you know, Black Widow. But, you know, definitely give me more, like, stronger female characters. I know Okoye is, she's really good, you know, in Adormage. I love her and I love the character. Definitely um, forget her name. I want to say it's like Danny or whatever her name is. I know she's walking to the material, but I love her character. That's, that's just about Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, give me someone stronger. Like, okay, like Captain Marvel. I know reading the comic books in Civil War, she's more of a you know more of a stronger figure. But you know, give me some better characters. Like, please, like no one hate me, and I'm not believe me, I'm not hating on the aspect of the character. But I do not like Camila Khan. Like, like, <laughs> like the whole elastic thing. Like, leave that shit to Reed Richards. Like, I just, I just. <laughs> like the you know the, the the that that thing but you know with that being said you know it's you know you just gotta have bring in more characters i think that you know once you get things in like i know one thing and i know we talked about because i know that we talked about it with me and you and you know that that's my favorite character a lot of people are speculating hey the hawk really wasn't doing shit <laughs> in infinity war he basically said you know hey look you know bruce banner fuck you like <laughs> i'm not fighting this guy again but some people are speculating that world breaker hawk is gonna make an appearance. 
if World Breaker Hulk makes an appearance, that's going to be one. Like, I hope they like take him off fucking Earth because he'll destroy everything. You know, like bring bring him back to Titan. You know, like. Well, yeah, they're going to have to because if you bring out World Breaker Hulk, you know, not only did World Breaker Hulk have, you know, absolute fucking common sense, you know, which, God, I love the fucking character. That's just always been my thing. But for him to do that, then you would probably have to, you know, I would say expand on the fact of, like, Hulk fighting the Avengers. <laughs> like, like, he will have to say, all right, I've completely smashed Thanos to pieces. Like, okay, here's looking at you, Steve Rogers. Like, I'm going to kick your ass. But, oh, yeah. Like, like that, it's just, that's my thing. I want to see that, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of people really want to see that, that, that battle. Like, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, yeah, Thanos is the big bad. But then all of a sudden, you know, that'd be like a really big twist. It's like... You know, they bring, like, this giant, like, hulking beast of, you know, Hulk, sorry for the pun there, uh, out, and, like, he destroys everything, but then he's uncontrollable. You can't control him anymore, right? And so it would take all the might of the Avengers to stop him, and I think that's, uh, that'd be a really good twist in my mind. Yeah, because if you think about it, like, that's the kind of funny thing to me with, like, a lot of people, like I said, you know, a lot of people, I won't, like, pretend that people don't know about the you know about more of the comic book history because a lot of people don't but with Thor possessing Storm which you know for those who are comic book you know comic book readers and things of that you know Stormbreaker belongs to Beta Ray Bill my boy Beta Ray Bill my favorite Asgardian love him did I was more impressed with the ass whooping he talking in animated series of Planet Hawk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he really took an ass whooping. Like, when the crowd was like, holy shit, like, you need to stop hitting him. Like, that was fucked up. Yeah. But, yeah. How would you introduce that then? Because Marvel has already tied in so many images of Beta Ray Bill, but they haven't expanded and brought the character in. Well, in comic history, Beta Ray Bill didn't just wield um, wield Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker was given to him after he proved his that he was worthy enough to wield Mjolnir, right? So we know that uh, there's you know tons of metal left over that they could make more weapons for, right? So why don't they just they could possibly just make another uh, Mjolnir for either Thor or Beta Ray Bill and give Stormbreaker to either one. Mm-hmm. And that would be definitely a thing because you know, I feel like if you finally do beta, bring Beta Ray Bill in, you know, all right, rifle owner, let's say give him Stormbreaker. Then Thor would have to become, you know, he would basically have to become King Thor. You know, you yeah. rebuild Asgard on that, on that note. Which, you know, that whole story kind of like, you know, I, don't get me wrong, Ragnarok, you know, I liked it for just watching purposes, but I felt like it was like, okay, this kind of movie is all over the place, you know, nobody wanted to see Hulk's green ass naked, I didn't see it. <laughs> Some things are better left unseen. Yeah, you know, like, just, just leave that part out, but, you know, you never really got an answer to what happened to Valkyrie. Never got an answer. Well, they might bring that up in Endgame. You never know, right? Yeah, definitely. And I would definitely love to see it. You know, it's just, hey, 
whatever you do in game, I'll be excited to see it. I'm gonna watch it because you know, I know that you know all know Chris Evans be leaving. Robert Downey Jr. He's gonna die in his role, and I forgot who else is that they're not doing it anymore either. I think it's uh, I think Chris Hemsworth said something. Yeah, I believe he said something about it too, which is gonna be. You know, I can see you getting Hemsworth out of there. Like, okay, like you know, he went back to Asgard to rebuild his own thing with his own people. I can see that happening. Why he would yeah. show up? You know, it's kind of hard for the whole Tony Stark thing because hey, you know, I know that in the comics, hey, Iron Man said fuck Earth and left, <laughs> which is story that you could build upon too. But it's gonna be kind of hard. Like, I could almost kill off Pepper Potts in order for him to leave. So, you know, hey, but I'm going to end that off on that. You know, we, we, we had a good deal talking about Infinity War and everything. And um, this cast has definitely been amazing. It's been an eye-opener. I'd like to, you know, just say that for community purposes, man, you know, Slade has always been definitely, you know, a great friend. We've, like, vibes since day one. You know, this is, like, the only person I really get into with the whole comic book aspect about characters so I apologize we went a little long with that but on that note man it was a great show I'm glad to be doing the first cast of the new year with my guy Slade here yeah yeah it's been fun you know anytime I'm always down yeah definitely we're gonna be doing a lot more I have a lot more pieces on you know more opinion based movie based because I will be doing more movies as well as doing you know gaming news and more aspects and even recording more footage and doing those things but that's gonna be fun but yeah it's gonna be tons of fun you know I'm all down for it oh yeah definitely and I'm glad to have you on the show but as we're gonna do it we're gonna take this one down this has been uh, another you know great cast of APG News for the first year for 2019 i like to give a special thanks to my guy Slade thank you for being on the show man it's a pleasure anytime anytime thank you for having me alright so with that being said everyone peace we'll see you guys on the next episode of APG News later guys later